right. Good morning, Jets fans. Welcome to another edition of Broadway Joni. Uh, leading us off there with a little Eddie Van Halen and uh, Van Halen with Panama. Rest in peace. Sad news coming out of there. Obviously a big fan, but we, we're going to move on. All right. So we're here again, week five. We are home against the Arizona Cardinals today. One o'clock kickoff. A lot to go over. Wild week for the Jets. A lot of different storylines going off. First, I think most importantly, I made the switch. That is right. I made the switch from the all-black Sam Donald jersey. Now that he is out, and obviously we have had no luck with the 0-4 start, I got my Adam Sandler-style Emerson Boozer jersey rocking. Let's see if we can switch up the momentum here. Maybe, I don't know, put some points on the board. Who knows? Going to be an interesting game for sure. A lot to go over, a lot to cover. Uh, I mean, what a wild week for the Jets, right? You got a false positive uh, for COVID. COVID is officially taking over the NFL. I don't even know how many more podcasts we're going to get out there this year. Uh, I mean, you got to blame the Tennessee Titans, right? They might be they might be patient zero in this case, holding private practices outside the NFL. They might have to forfeit this week. A lot going on down in Tennessee. I am a big fan of Rabel, but... You can't overlook that stupidity. Moving on from there, it I, I woke up every day excited for it, hoping it was going to happen. It didn't. Adam Gase is still here. He's still the head coach of the Jets. Uh, yeah, he's. there's not much really much more to talk about there. He's still here. He's still at the helm. His eyes, as big and crazy as they are, still overlooking that enormous play sheet that he seems to be writing nothing on. Uh, a lot of jokes. Is he doodling? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if he's just writing down how many more days he has left as the Jets coach, but who knows, man? Who knows if Flacco is going to be the answer? Obviously, we have Donald out today with the shoulder injury. Uh, he will not play, so uh, he's officially, as the latest injury report covers, and I'll go over that in a bit, but he's the only player for the Jets that is officially out for the game. Uh, everyone else either doubtful, questionable, things like that, but he's the only official out. Um. Yeah, lots to go over, lots to cover. Excited to do it. Um, crazy, like I said, week moving up to this. Uh, and who knows? You might see some some fireworks here for uh, week four. So looking forward to covering it. We're going to jump right in. Uh, today we're going to go over some insight on some storylines coming up for the game. Obviously my game predictions and other big predictions for the game for players. My top three player props going to come in as well. Uh, some fan questions. Got a couple this week. Appreciate everyone reaching out uh, to see what I thought. And uh, I think I got a lot to go over with the future of Sam Darnold and what, what that looks like. But uh, first, let's let's dive in right into some storylines for the game and uh, maybe even the longer-term storylines for the season. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, so big, some big storylines coming into week five with the Cardinals. Uh, biggest uh, by far. No comparison. Sam Darnold out with the shoulder injury. They're saying sprained shoulder week to week. Uh, I I don't know if this is a, a curse or a blessing. I mean, obviously you want to see the kid play. You want to see him grow, which is what this season was supposed to be all about. Really hasn't taken any steps forward so far. Um, but I'm interested to see how Joe Flacco looks in the offense. I mean – now is really your biggest time to evaluate Sam Donald, right? Is it is it him? Is it or even evaluate Gase, right? Is it him? Is it Gase? Is it a terrible combination of both? 
listen, I've, I've been I've been outspoken. I'm, I'm a big believer in Sam Darnold. I do think he has everything it takes to succeed in the NFL with the, obviously the right coaching staff. Um, now you get to see, right? Now you get to see if Gase with Joe Flacco, a healthy Jamison Crowder, and Le'Veon Bell, does that elevate the offense? Um, does Joe Flacco's demeanor in the pocket elevate the offense, right? Darnold at least in my view, seems to have a little bit of happy feet this year, moving a little bit more than they should. Then again, I'll dive into the offensive line statistics later, which is absolutely abysmal. But yeah, I mean, what that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for Joe Flacco. If, if he can move this offense forward, and in no way am I saying he's the future quarterback of this team. He's had his shot. He's ruined his shot. And obviously the Ravens and the Broncos are better f- for not having him. But is he – is he going to show that this offense can run without Sam Darnold? And I think that's that's what you're looking for out of this game. I'll get to my predictions, but I don't think the Jets have a shot at this game. I think Arizona is just too offensively heavy for the Jets to uh, overcome. But that's what you're looking at, right? Now, now the biggest topic in Jets' world right now is Darnold or Trevor Lawrence. If we have the number one pick, do you stay with Sam Darnold and trade out? Do you draft Trevor Lawrence and then trade Sam Darnold? Like, there's a lot going on there. I didn't get to this take last week, but I I do think there's a chance that we go Trevor Lawrence, move Donald for a couple maybe late-round picks, maybe to a Pittsburgh Steelers to replace Big Ben, reunite him with Juju. I just think him and Juju are that, – that's something to look for in the future. Either he comes to the Jets or Donald goes to the Steelers, depending on how this works. But I, I'm – it's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, a lot to pro, uh, a lot to process. But it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Maybe even two, depending on how they look at it. I think the big backlash they got for p- even putting in Mackay Becton for those plays really influenced them to sit Sam Darnold. I mean, everyone lost their minds. It's a cornerstone piece of the franchise that you're throwing out there. Hurt guy was almost crying on the sidelines in pain. It's just it's just embarrassing. But I think that influenced the decision a little bit. But that's your takeaway, right? How does Joe Flacco look with this offense, with Gase's offense? Gase has never been a player guy, right? He's always been his system or that's it. Now, lucky for him, his system, or was it Peyton Manning's system? It fit Peyton Manning, and that's why he's got these jobs. But let's see what Joe Flacco does. Let's see what the – he's not mobile. He's not a mobile quarterback. Let's see if he can sit in the pocket and make plays. That's a that's a big storyline coming up, coming up for this game now. I think a bigger one, I think this guy got a lot of flack last week, but really shouldn't have. I mean, he he made a couple bonehead plays, but Quinnen Williams has been outstanding for the Jets this year. Has taken maybe some of the biggest steps from year one to year two. Listen, he was a little bit let down of a year one player, but coming into year two, he's been he's been pretty, pretty good. I mean, he had that one bad play... Uh, the face mask call, he had, you know, a couple other, but I mean, I'm going to read you some stats right now that, that show how good this guy's been. I mean, I'm looking at highest run stop, uh, run stop win rate as a defensive tackle in the NFL. Quinn Williams ranks sixth in the NFL. He has a 43% uh, run stop rate. Pretty good. He's ranking above some pretty big names there. Only guys worthy of ranking up. We got the Forrest Buckner above him. You got Christian Wilkins. So a couple of good guys. Highest pass rush uh, win rate as a defensive tackle. Quinton Williams is uh, tied for third, but Chris Jones, and everyone knows how much Chris Jones made last year. Above him is only Zadarius Smith and Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett's been a very good surprise for Atlanta this year. That's pretty good. 
Now, if you're Joe Douglas, get a guy coming off the edge. Jordan Jenkins is not that guy. He's, we gave him a prove-it deal. He's not proving it. Jordan Jenkins is not that guy. So you have all this money in the offseason, all this draft capital. Listen, we missed on Ngakwe. That guy's playing out of his mind right now for a team that isn't us. It's Minnesota. Get, get Quinton Williams someone, uh, someone off the edge. So look for Quinton Williams today. Look for the lack of pass rush or even if he provides it. Uh, following up on that, I mentioned the offensive line. I think offensive line is something we have to watch for today because they're just abysmal. But listen, that's Joe Douglas's job, and he gave all these guys one two-year deals to prove it. You know, got Mackay Becton, who's been a pretty pretty well for us so far. But I'm going to break down each position. Right guard for the Jets. Most pressures in the NFL allowed by an interior offensive lineman. Left guard for the Jets. Third most pressures by an interior offensive lineman. Center for the Jets. Third most pressures by an interior offensive lineman. Jets running backs, 3.2 yards per carry. Sam Darnold, the quarterback, fourth highest pressure rate. That's awful. Can't can't win like that. Cannot win. Cannot win with a bad offensive line. And you can't truly judge Sam Darnold with this offensive line. However, we'll see how Flacco does. I'm going to move on to overall offensive line rankings. We're 30th in pressures allowed, 29th in QB hits allowed, 28th in pressure percentage, 25th in hurries. Darnold has been sacked three times per game, two and a half last year. So the offensive line's gotten worse. And he is, his sack percentage is 8% is the worst among first two years. That's, cannot write something as bad as that. If you were going into the season thinking that you even could write something as bad as that, that's absolutely terrible. That's on Joe Douglas and on Adam Gase for lack of creativity on the offense and and really moving around the offensive line. Now, Jets' offensive rankings were 32nd in the NFL, last. Yards per play, 32nd in the NFL, last. First downs, 32nd in the NFL, last. Passing, 32nd in the NFL, last. Punts per play, tied for 32nd in the NFL, last. Scoring, 31st in the NFL, second to last. Percentage of drives ending in a score, 31st in the NFL, second to last. We're getting better. Time of possession, 30th. That's two spots better than last. Total touchdowns, 31st, second to last. Rushing, get this, guys. Rushing is 26th in the NFL, not even close to last. Place per game, 26th, not even close to last. So, just shows you how terrible the offense is. And you look at last year with Donald and what he was able to do when he came back. It's a little bit better, but the offensive statistics really didn't show that much improvement. So just just hope this offense can do something. The Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater, who we cut for Sam Donald, torched them last week. So just look out for that. Now looking at Arizona, very exciting team. Obviously, Kyle Murray is an exciting quarterback. But I think the biggest things to watch – on the Arizona side, Kenyon Drake. So there's been a, a pretty pretty big rule of thumb in the last couple of years in the NFL that guys who have escaped Adam Gates have just drastically seen their careers improve, right? You're looking at a Ryan Tannehill, a Mike Gusecki, a Jay Ajayi, but Kenyon Drake has kind of been that exception. He had, Last year he showed a glimpse, and that was really it. Not much else going on for him there. So look for Kenny and Drake. Uh, Chase Edmonds is kind of right up his tail uh, in regards to that starting role. 
I know Kenny Drake's been a, a fantasy letdown for a lot of people, but just watch, see what he does, um, see how he plays. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does in the game. Second big Arizona outlook, just is DeAndre Hopkins Bill O'Brien's downfall? Was that trade the reason he got fired? Because DeAndre Hopkins has been balling for Arizona. Obviously, Bill O'Brien just got fired, uh, and they, they're owing, the Texans are 0-4, so rightfully so. We wish it was Gase, but unfortunately not. Check that out. Check out what DeAndre Hopkins does. I think he's going to have a just an absolute field day because I don't even know who you're – because you're not going to put Brian Poole on him. Poole's in the slot, so he's either getting Desir or uh, Boson Austin. Oh, God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting one, so watch out for that. Uh, and that's some, some storylines for you. Next, we're going to jump into some game predictions. Game. Blouses. All right, so let's jump into some game predictions. Um, going to be tough. Going to be a tough game for sure. Um, I'll jump right to the score, what I think is going to happen, and then I'll jump into the reasoning why. Uh, I got Arizona 31, Jets 20. Um, just jumping right into Arizona. I mean, we just don't do well against rushing quarterbacks. Uh, Josh Allen shows us that every year. Guy runs all over us. Um, especially when you had a, you know, two dynamic running backs on the Arizona side. I just don't think that bodes well for the Jets. Obviously, against number one receivers in the NFL, we don't do well either. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins potentially having a career day against us today. So we'll see how that goes. And then you obviously have Christian Kirk and Fitzgerald. And I mean, I don't think anyone's really talking about this Andy Isabella guy at the UMass, but he can really play too. So going to be interesting, but I do think we uh, we get it handed to us today, 31-20. On the Jets side, some predictions. I do think Flacco will throw one, but I also think he will have an interception. I, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with passing yards, but really yards after catch. I do think he's going to rely on the security blankets all day, just with the timing of this offensive line, especially because we're banged up. Don't think you're going to see a lot of down downfield throws from Flacco. I think it's going to he's going to play it safe and – play for his job and maybe future jobs. I don't think he's going to want to make any mistakes. Um, I think you're looking at a big day for Jameson Crowder as that security blanket, just over the middle stuff. Hopefully Gase opens up the playbook a little bit where we can just even make the safeties move up a little bit. Just get, get the ball inside, make a move. Um, hoping for a Chris Herndon resurgence. I don't think that's going to be the case, but that would be a nice, uh, happy surprise. I don't think you're going to see as much Le'Veon Bell as you think you will. Just coming off the injury, Gase's history with these guys, I think they're going to mix in Gore and P. Ryan a lot. Uh, we cut uh, Callum Balazs, which should be definitely celebrated, but don't expect too much Le'Veon Bell today. I think he'll maybe get 10 to 12 carries and maybe a couple uh, screen plays because we know how much Gase likes those. And then... <sighs> Is it is it Piran time? Do, do we get to see what Piran can do in the NFL? We got some glimpses last week. He looked he looked okay. He looked at this guy can play. Uh, I think maybe we'll get a little more him involved. Maybe the ankles a little bit healthier. So we'll see how that goes. But that's my game predictions. Um, gonna jump into some player props here. I do that every week for you guys. Just my top three props for the game. I think can win you some money. So let's jump right into that. First one. Pretty confident in this. I think the line's a little high, but I like Kyler Murray over 44 and a half rushing yards. I do think that uh, that's a very realistic possibility. We get torn up by rushing Q- uh, by QBs, especially we get no pressure on the quarterback. I think he's going to be able to see the field really well. And you look like a Josh Allen has done to us, just 
pretty much embarrasses the Jets linebacking core. And we just seem very incompetent. And you, you'll see Greg Williams take some risks with some maybe some corner blitzes, things like that, where Murray's going to have a, uh, a chance to see some opening field. We all know how, how dynamic he is. I think he's going to have over 44 and a half rushing yards. Next, I got Jamison Crowder over five and a half catches. I just think Flacco is going to rely on him to get the ball out of his hands. Going to see a lot of underneath, a lot of out routes from Jamison Crowder like we did last week. And if you're a fantasy owner of Crowder, I'd play him. Guy's a PPR monster. Obviously, a lot of uncertainty with what Flacco is going to look like in the offense, but I do think you're going to see a lot of Jamison Crowder today. And this line surprised me. I'm surprised it's so low, uh, this next one. I'm going to go Chase Edmonds over 14 and a half rushing yards. So just got to get 15. I think he's going to have an increased role in the offense, but Arizona seemingly moving away from Kenyon Drake. So I think we're going to see a lot more Chase Edmonds, maybe some garbage time uh, once the Jets are down 17 points. They're going to have to run the ball a little bit. Expect a little bit more of Chase Edmonds today rushing. So that's my top three. You got Kyler Murray over 44 and a half. Crowder over five and a half and Chase Edmonds over 14 and a half rushing yards. Crowder is over five and a half catches. Player props of the day. Score prediction again, 31-20 Arizona wins at the Jets. Take that to the bank. Don't actually take it to the bank, though. You don't want to lose your money because the Jets will always find some way to screw you. But that's my final game prediction. Arizona 31, Jets 20. Listen, I'm, I'm loving the uh, the boy George Tumble so much. I'm, I'm just going to keep that every week for the fan questions. Again, do appreciate you guys reaching out. Uh, I'll drop another uh, fan question link for you guys for maybe the post game or next week. Uh, check out Instagram, Twitter for that. Uh, but, yeah, appreciate everyone reaching out. A lot of good stuff. And I will do, uh, just so if everyone, anyone's wondering, I will do the fantasy questions every Wednesday. So feel free to send that in. If you do have some emergency questions, feel free to DM me, tweet me, or even uh, hit me on my email. Happy to get back to you guys. So a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good fan questions. Going to kick it off right back to Mikey at Kings Park Asylum. Uh, do appreciate him getting out of those white padded walls and uh, near a computer. I'm assuming his rec time is pretty long. So Mikey out of Kings Park Hit me with a tough one. How would you rank the 2018 QB draft class, and how have you ranked them back in 2018? Great question, um, and, and a tough one because there's a lot of different things to look at when you're looking at this, right? Um, you got five potential elite quarterbacks that went in that first round. Get five, right? So. Jumping in, I mean, even I'll, I'll do six for you because um, I'm, I'm not counting Mason Rudolph, but maybe I should. I don't know. Um, so here we go. So the five that went in the draft, I'll do in order. You got Baker Mayfield to Cleveland at one, Darnold to the Jets at three, Josh Allen to the Bills at seven, Josh Rosen to the Cardinals at 10, Lamar Jackson to the Ravens at 32, and then no, we'll leave Mason Rudolph out. He went to the Steelers at 76, but that guy sucks, so I'm going to just ignore him because – 
I don't think anyone. I don't think Steelers fans even like him. Um, so in I'll start in 2018. How I ranked these guys? I had Sam Donald one, Josh Allen two, Baker Mayfield three, Josh Rosen four, Lamar Jackson five. Not ashamed to admit it. I didn't think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball in the NFL, so I had him last. I I still have a little bit of a vendetta and a grudge against quarterbacks who run the ball. I just not a fan of it. I don't think it's sustainable in the NFL. And I mean, I'll just Lamar Jackson's playoff record so far has proven that, you know, he's got hopefully a long career ahead of him. He's exciting to watch, but I ranked him at five. Uh, at four, I had Rosen. I'm, just he showed a lot at UCLA. Not gonna lie, I just didn't think the offense he ran was sustainable in the NFL. I I didn't really hate him going to the Jets if that was the case, but we also didn't trade up at that point. I didn't love it either. Um, so I had Rosen at my four, my three. I had Baker. I do think Baker has all the tools. I think he's a little bit of a head case. I don't want to take anything from Coward. I just the maturity is a big thing for me. You want a guy, especially in New York, who can handle the media, mature. You know, wants to just say the right things at the right time. And luckily for us, Darnold does that. So I had Baker 3-2. I had Josh Allen. I loved him at Wyoming. Um, been saying it for years. I think he's versatile. He can throw. He had a very big drop percentage from his receivers at Wyoming. Also, going into his last year at Wyoming, he lost three starting offensive linemen, was starting three freshmen, and also lost two of his receivers to the NFL. So really was kind of up against his last year at Wyoming. Um, did like him, but obviously at one, I did have Sam Darnold. Listen, turnovers were always the big issue, but I think just showing you intangibles, and if you watched his pro day, that sold me on the spot. Loved Sam Darnold in the rain, just throwing darts. New York's not the easiest weather-wise to play in, so I really did like Darnold um, coming out there. So now, retrospect, what they look like in the year 2020 into their third season's. It's, it, it, it's tough. You have to go Lamar Jackson one. And the only reason I do have Lamar Jackson, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it as an order. So I have Lamar Jackson one, Josh Allen two, Baker Mayfield three, Sam Donald four, Josh Rosen five. That's how you're reacting in 2020 to what they've done. So look at what they've done so far in 2020. Lamar Jackson, two playoff appearances. Obviously, his, his rookie year, he came in late, but two playoff appearances. MVP last year, you have to go Lamar Jackson. One, and he's still playing at a high level this year. Two, Josh Allen is playing like an MVP candidate this year. Already been to the playoffs with the Bills. They're 4-0. They're looking like the real deal. Go Josh Allen. Three, this is where I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this, potentially from Jets fans, but you go Baker Mayfield over Donald three. Now, now Baker Mayfield has get, been given the keys to the castle. He's been given Odell, Jarvis Landry, running back support, tight end support. You name it, he's gotten it. He's played okay. Rookie year, he played way better. Second year, he took a big regression. This year, the Browns are three and one. They're playing good football. And that starts with the quarterback. Maybe he takes the step. Maybe he doesn't. But if you're asking me to be honest right now, you have to rank Baker Mayfield over Sam Donald. For Donald, he's done nothing but regress. I do. I'll be the first to say I do think long run. If you get the right coach around him, he could be the best out of this class. Can be and is is two different things. He's got all the tools. He's a great mix of a lot of these guys. You got to go him for five. 
Rosen, obviously, I think he's on the practice squad right now. Just didn't really pan out, and he did get a raw end of the deal, but got to go Rosen as the five, and obviously, if you really care, then Mason Rudolph, six. All right, next question. Hope that answered it for you, Mikey. Next question, we got Joey out of Newark. Joey, with a, a tough one, give me one solid reason why Sam Darnold is a better fit for the Jets than Trevor Lawrence. Now, I am not going to dive into anything that has to do with the play of these two guys because Trevor Lawrence out of college is a better prospect than Sam Darnold was. No question. Not even close. Better prospect. Is he a better quarterback? I, I don't know. Jerry's out, obviously, but you kind of lean Trevor Lawrence's way as a better quarterback. But the one reason I'll give why Sam Darnold is a better fit than Trevor Lawrence is the franchise – pending decisions that can be made around Sam Donald or Trevor Lawrence. So I, I talked about this last week, but say you stick with Sam Donald as the quarterback of the Jets moving forward. Now these are decisions off that. Financially, you're better off because you're going to get Donald on his fourth and then a fifth year option at a discount because say he doesn't prove it, you have more money to spend to put guys around them. You're going to save money in the long run. You pay a number one pick more than a number three pick, especially with the cat moving. Save money in the long run. You're going to potentially, if we had the number one pick trade out, get more picks and more capital to put around Sam Donald to make him succeed. We already have a ton of capital in the, uh, for for free agency. So long run, you're looking at that. Now you're going to look at all of that. Now, listen, Trevor Lawrence could be a transcending quarterback talent, but if you can't put anything around him, you're going to throw him in the same situation you're putting Sam Darnold in. So I think the only solid reason you have to justify it is you can build better around Sam Darnold with the Jets than you can Trevor Lawrence. So that's really a quick, shortened answer. Again, I'm not going to give you any physical or game attributes because because Trevor Lawrence has shown he's got it all, and that that's that. That's that's how you go. Um Last one, and I'm going to give a huge shout-out to Tom at Travel Council Blog. If anyone's a Survivor fan, check him out on Instagram. Pretty quality stuff, pretty hysterical. A lot of Survivor intel that I had no idea about. I'm not a big Survivor fan personally, but he seems to uh, you know get the audience going with that, so check him out. But uh, he gave me a, a bit of a doozy, and it's, uh, it's a lot. So his real question throughout this entire uh, little tirade here is, do you believe being a Jets fan has an adverse effect on your overall health? His immediate follow-up is obviously yes. And why do I continue this abusive relationship? He cites this as saying, if I accompany a lady for an evening of dinner and pleasantries, but I learn that this person isn't what I hope they'd be, would I marry this person? So good examples all around. Um, why, do, why do I continue this overall relationship? I it's it's just in my blood. That that's the only way you can say it. My you know, dad was a big Jets fan. Families are big Jets fans. And honestly, at this point, it may not ever happen. But if the Jets somehow become a Super Bowl contending team, and if they somehow win one, that feeling of victory through all the hardships and all the shit that us fans have had to go through is going to be better than the Patriots' fifth, right? Like. Listen, I'll take five in a row, no question. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even go there. But I will be more happy if there are Jets one than a Patriots fifth. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Um, his second question to me was, 
what really does need to happen for me to relieve myself of this fandom. And he's given me every single reason of why the Jets suck. I'll give you the straight up answer. I need to die. I need to be dead. I need a meteor to fall on me and to kill me. And then that will relieve me of being a fan. I can't just quit. It's not, not something I could do. I put too much effort into this to quit. So, Tom, appreciate the question. Anyone who does want to check out Tribal Council blog, hit them on Instagram. Um, what he really dives into is 40 – he covers all 40 seasons of Survivors. Bachelor Party was Survivor theme, so check it out. Good stuff. Uh, that's it for today. Do appreciate everyone listening in. Enjoy the game. Feel free to send me uh, some post-game uh, questions at jonyonthejets at gmail. Also, hit me at Broadway Joni uh, on Instagram and Twitter for any questions. And that's that. Enjoy the game. Try not to get too drunk from all the sadness we're about to have. But hopefully they surprise us. And uh, we'll talk uh, after the game.